Hey everybody, you've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. And this is Josh. It is Tuesday, August 30th, 2022. Oof, almost September. Basically, actually this will come out in September? Yep. Okay, so a whole month away. Back to school. Yeah, and we have, before September starts, we have one final surprise guest. Oh my god. And it's Nick, as you remember from never hearing him before. Hello, yes. uh, longtime fan, first time caller. Uh, Nick is my Canadian best friend, I guess, because the other <laughs> one moved to the States, so I don't, I've disowned him. So I'm, uh, I'm happy to be a qualifier best friend. Thank you. <laughs> and he's also, what's funny is Paul's really, he's like, oh, I really want to do it again. I'm like, oh, it'd be so great to have him on again. And I'm like, well, it looks like uh, Nick's in <laughs> Ottawa. So yeah, convenience. Yeah. What happened when Nick and Paul clashed on Paul's recent visit? Oh, man. Well, yeah. was there we, arm uh, wrestling? We had a very, very active game of NHL 99. So, oh. Yeah. I think I won in the end, though. Yeah, Did he play yeah. the LA Kings? Ooh, that's a good question. Ooh. Actually, I played the Ducks, weirdly. Oh. <laughs> and he was like, oh, I hate the Ducks. It's some weird California. I, I wasn't even thinking. I was just like, man, Team Mussolini. This guy's cool. Was it Ottawa versus the Ducks, though? Like, to the rematch of the Cup final? Oh, yeah. I think he went to play as Toronto, actually, which is even worse. Oh, that's confusing. Yeah. I don't know sports, but it was all downhill after that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ottawa yeah. was really good, and then it all fell apart after we lost to the Mighty Ducks. They had, like, five All-Stars or something crazy. Like, maybe seven All-Stars, yeah. actually, I think, that one year. And it's been sad since then yeah do you remember looking at the news when it was announced i don't know what came first anaheim was getting a team and then disney was ownership of the team and then i distinctly remember being at my grandparents house for sunday dinner or whatever and they had a newspaper and they had the logo and it was revealed that it was the mighty ducks and i just remember being like that can't be real (laughs) really like and then when you saw Highlight footage of goons in Mighty Ducks. I was going to say outfits. That really... (laughs) I mean, you're (laughs) not wrong. Yeah. Punching each other and stuff. And I'm like, that doesn't seem family friendly. No, not like that awesome movie. Although it did have that one, um, the bruiser guy. Was it Josh Jackson or whatever who who played the toughy? Yeah. um, Pacey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Was Pacey the tough guy? I I mean, as for kids, (laughs) for preteens or whatever. Yeah, I remember that of just being like, this seems truth stranger than fiction that Disney is actually naming. And they changed it now, right? Because now yeah. it's, just the, it's just the ducks. Yeah, and I don't think Disney owns it anymore. Hmm. So does the movie predate yeah. the oh, team yeah. then? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why they had named it. Well, and I think people thought it was going to be a joke at first, like yeah, when they yeah. were rumoring that name. Because it's, I mean, we were young enough that it wasn't that weird, but it still felt odd. You were just like, this isn't what happens, you know? Yeah. Like, this isn't <laughs> yeah. a thing. Because that was the age two. I remember this because it seemed weird where I believe Colorado was the first hockey team or maybe it was hockey slash basketball. It was the Pepsi Center. Mm, and yeah. I remember that sounded so strange to me. And now everything is the whatever center. <laughs> yeah. The Smoothie King the, Center. The Bitcoin. Actually, we're moving to Gatineau next month and we're going to be a, a 11 minute walk away from the Centre Slush Puppy. Whoa. Which, wow. I mean, I'm assuming they have slush puppies, which is going to be great. Only 11 minute walk. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a whole, like, there's a complex there. There's like hockey. I think there's a pool. Like it looks pretty cool, actually. Is That's the team sweet. the Gatineau Slush Puppies? I hope so. I think it's the <laughs> Gatineau Olympic. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 And they're hockey? They're oh. hockey. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to like, go really hard into this random Quebec minor league and become like a hugely devoted they fan. They gotta have a slushy dog walking around, right? <laughs> mascot. I hope I see him like outside of the arena too, just being like, Viens à l'arena. <laughs> and you have to be French there too, because you're trying to like acclimate Trying to yourself. acclimate, exactly. Yeah. So you gotta be like, allez! <laughs> just keep yelling that, you know? <laughs> 
So I have to tell this story before I forget. Eric said, my friend works at D&D. So when I was in junior high, and, you know, I'm not too bright now, but back then, really not bright now, <laughs> I wonder if every nerd has a story similar to this. Because I met a kid, and through the ravages of time, I can't remember the kid at all. <laughs> but the kid said to me, randomly, my mom works for D&D. And I wasn't being facetious or trying to be funny. And I remember like grasping my heart and being like, what? What level is she? And then we had this who's on first conversation where I was trying to say, what books did she write? Did she work on the monster manual? And he was all confused because he wasn't a nerd. And then came to the realization that D&D is not Dungeons and Dragons. But it's going to be in my head forever anytime I hear D&D. Oh, yeah. uh, it's sadly not nearly that cool. Well, some there's people no... would still say that you do write the monster manual, well, you know, true, based yeah. on... But there's no, like, level 47 paladins, like, <laughs> deploying to Latvia or anything. No, they haven't told you yet, anyways. Yeah, that's true. He's yeah. still, like, apparently low level to the point where they won't tell him about the dragons and whatnot. Yeah. That would have to be a great Halloween costume for the funny guy in the office, though. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> is that you we don't know if he's i mean i'm a fun, i like to think i'm a funny guy i work from yeah. home though that's so. true so you, i'm just gonna be sitting there as like a dragon and like camouflage so you're the only guy in the office in a way yeah you're at that's home. true I mean, except you do my like, wife ah next time you my do wife. like a zoom meeting you gotta get the old school purple wizard hat with the Ooh, stars oh, on it man. and the white beard man and then just not explain it at all no no so like what's, what's with the hat there nick so I don't know. it's almost halloween month i mean well i'm, I'm kind of jumping ahead a yeah. little bit but for me it, it almost is well, you gotta like you have that runway to like lean into it too it's true oh and speaking of halloween month someone asked me this morning i said i would ask and now i'm gonna ask live on the podcast yeah. that will be airing not live are we gonna be extending the double cinemas into september october or is that still discussions that's still up in the air okay so may, it's not a no then no but the reason it's up in the air is because the schedule is getting packed mm, oh that's good and this is unofficial but coming close maybe okay. even by the time a couple days from now this might be but we are looking at the room mm -hmm. and rocky horror oh and we have a silent film live band coming in nice. Oh, nice. for halloween month oh so good those are always great yeah. and on the other side of the scale saturday morning cartoons nice nice and I asked Lee, I was like, please, let's not do a day that starts with Saturday morning cartoons and ends with the room. Because that's even yeah, yeah. leapfrogging staff. That's a long day. Or even ending with cinema. Like that's going to be a 1.30 or yeah, 2 o'clock yeah. maybe. That's even. staff showing up at 8 in the morning and leaving at 2 in the morning. Oh, God. And only one person. That's it. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. it's just Andrew doing everything. I've always assumed the cleanup after the room too. Maybe not now, but like back in the day, it was probably like a lot of spoons to pick up. Oh, it's and nice. It's... And what I always think too is... Take 10 minutes if you're a room nerd and grab a few armfuls yeah. of spoons and recycle them, like bring yeah. them back next time. Yeah, that's insane to me. Like, it's just wasteful. Oh, I'm still pushing for, and I've been pushing for this ever since we've been showing the room, period. But I still feel like we should go with a no spoons initially pandemic rules screening. I know that's not popular. You don't know where those spoons have been. <laughs> yeah. I know. I just feel like it's so many people touching and throwing, and I'm just like, please bring back the room. And I'm like, okay, well, we'll bring it back, but if you don't throw spoons. And this is off the record because I have nothing to do with any of this. But. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I should look it up, but some cinema, I think in Canada was interviewed about The Room, and the manager or the owner said, and I think it's very valid, was like, we don't show The Room, we've had requests for The Room, and I'm paraphrasing, but he basically said, I don't want to sound too snobby about it, but we don't like a movie in which people are angrily yelling at the screen and throwing stuff around. And I'm like, yeah, that's valid, because especially The Room, and I think I've mentioned this before, Rocky Horror, and I know some Rocky Horror fans who do not like being associated with The Room, which is so mm. funny, 
But Rocky Horror is very, like, inclusive and different and the nerds and that kind of thing. And the room, there's some parts in the room where they're yelling at especially the female lead. The the misogynist. Yeah. It's it's more like mockery than, like, you're not... Yeah. Yeah. So that's a fine line. But to be a business person, it's profitable. Right. Yeah. So I think we can handle it and everything. So October looks like we might have... Rocky Horror, Mm -hmm. cartoons, Mm -hmm. live music. Nice. So all kinds of stuff. And plus, at least one cinema. And Greg was going to bring his movie at some point. Some point, yeah. who knows when. Sooner or later. I saw that Lee just commented, Greg posted, like, going to these cinemas. And Lee just Canadian passive-aggressive kind of commented, (laughs) oh, no Mayfair? Frowny face. Oh, my God. What am I to you? Yeah, so... (laughs) I'm sure it's coming sooner or later. Well, we're not getting it now. Yeah, now, made yeah. his remark. But it's funny. We're talking about Halloween. I don't know where this came from, but I walked in and there was a 1996 schedule Ooh, in the yeah. office. It's a good year. I think it's one of those things where I wonder if various other nerd businesses get this. Or if you're a nerd, people will be like, hey, I have an old projector. And we're like, don't give us your old oh projector. <laughs> we have no room for more projectors. And I know it's kind of like... If you're an Elvis fan for the rest of your life, you're like, hey, I found this Elvis bobblehead and salt and pepper shakers. And there's a point where you're like, okay, I, I don't need any more. I don't need like a 10th cookie jar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I think this is probably somebody found it at home. But it's interesting to see how different the world was because it looks like all they had for Halloween was a double bill of Crow and Crow City of Angels on the 30th. Ooh, that's the best crow. Yeah, one of the... I think 96 was Event Horizon, I think, but we probably wouldn't have had it by then. Maybe, yeah. And then on Halloween, they have Rocky Horror. Okay, okay. Yeah. But yeah. then that's about it. But then this was the age where the Mayfair still did have some theme stuff, but was really... A lot of it was, for example... Eraser and Twister, or Cable Guy and Kingpin. Oh yeah. So they were just yeah. double billing oh, Kingpin's new so stuff. Well, actually, yeah. you know, and when I said I was thinking Dumb and Dumber and Kingpin, that would have been a great double yeah. bill. Cable Guy is. Yeah. I mean, I'd go back and revisit it. <laughs> yeah, I remember when it came out. You know, I was a kid. I was fourteen. You know, so I was a huge Jim Carrey fan. And you're expecting Ace Ventura or Dumb and Dumber, and you see the Cable Guy, and you're like, not ready for that as a kid. It's it's a little a lot more serious. You know, Bulletproof and Nutty Professor. Yeah, and oh, and that was Mission Impossible year too, 96, I think. Yeah, so anytime we show something really mainstream, yeah. we haven't for a while, but back in the before times, like March break, I know we screened Alvin and the Chipmunks or Smurfs. Oh, and every once in a while, somebody will get snobby about that. And I'm like, well, no, look at the old schedules and you'll see Harriet the Spy or whatever, you know? <laughs> I've been begging you to play The Rock for years. There and it here is. they're playing oh, it in 96, you jerk. With Phenomenon, that, that <laughs> one where uh, Travolta's an angel or something. But see, that's too... Sometimes it would just be they were only allowed to play two Paramount movies. So it would just be this random, Man. The Rock doesn't really go with Phenomenon. No. Actually, Phenomenon, I think that's one where he's smart. He's dumb and then gets smart. Uh, oh, then he gets what, dumb again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the one... That other one where he's an angel. I can't remember the name of that one. But Michael. Michael, yes. <laughs> which was like about the same time. And that's funny, too, because I think we were talking recently about Travolta's bad section. Yeah. Like, two weeks yeah. ago, and you're like, I think that was the start of it, maybe, after right after Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction, though, he wasn't messing around. He no. was like, I have to work while I can. And they were playing uh, Faster Pussycat, which is a great shout-out to Paul, who was talking about that on the, when he was on the cast. Oh, yeah. Man, this is Tin Cup. There's some, like, <laughs> awesome snapshot movies on this, yeah. I gotta say. Yeah. And like I said, there's still some programming, but yeah. a lot of it is just whatever second run stuff. And then on Halloween, like I guess Crow City of Angels was new, so yeah. they were able to play Crow and Crow 2 together. Man, chain reaction. We were just talking about that too with Keanu. And the other thing though, 
everyone always calls them monthly schedules, but it's like seven weeks. It's a really long <laughs> yeah. schedule and it's, random. Like it doesn't start on the first of the month. And I don't know how they stumbled into that. Yeah. Wild at heart too with Cage. So we were still at the house of Cage. Yeah, I'll pass yeah. it over to our guest here. Thank you. Thank you. Man, that's, I always find that stuff fascinating where it's like all these movies that you're like, oh yeah, I remember that. And maybe you've seen it, maybe you haven't, but it's just like that moment in time. And, and there's hundreds every year yeah, that happens. Yeah. And like, I know Twitter is evil, but I put horse blinders on and I just look at the nerdy stuff. So to me, Twitter's fine because I'm not going into rabbit holes of Trump fans, you know. Not deliberately anyways. Yeah, <laughs> but there's a few places that their shtick is they just kind of, I was going to say reprint, but post old newspaper listings and stuff and there's a couple that do the old here's what was screening this week 1983 what would you have gone to and it's just fascinating to look at that page and i will reply and be like i would go to return of the jedi <laughs> yeah absolutely that's and always I mean, the answer though even in this poster too like there's so many movies that are just like of that era like that action style like the rock you know i don't want to be others. like oh they don't make that anymore but like they don't well it's like there is of course still action films and adventure films but we don't have and i don't know if this is for better or for worse but we don't have a schwarzenegger now yeah we still have awesome action films like everything everywhere or big superhero films but we don't have that kind of stallone schwarzenegger van damme kind of thing and I think it's because we've evolved, I think, for the better. Yeah, it's not necessarily a bad, like a complaint or a bad thing. It's yeah. just, yeah. And the comedies are so different. And of all genres, comedies are not evergreen. And you look at, we don't have a Police Academy franchise or a Porky's franchise. We just don't make those anymore. Yeah. Even just like watching a movie, it's like the casual throwing around of like F slurs, etc. <laughs> yeah. All of the worst slurs, pretty yeah. much, and like, and, but yeah, even fill like, in the blank slurs, and, and that went recent too, though, because oh, yeah. like I remember even like the Hangover. There's that pretty egregious one, and I remember like even at the time watching that, I was like, I didn't think the Hangover was that great. Like, there's funny parts, obviously, but same like there's something about Mary. These movies where I'm I'm told at the time, oh, it's the funniest movie ever made, or this or that, and I'm watching, I'm like, okay, there's laughs, but I'm also like, there's vast parts in here where I'm like either uncomfortable or just not laughing. I was just thinking about the Fairly Brothers for some reason recently and talk about evergreen oh boy i bet you if we look at the fairly brothers now oh yeah like i've seen this movie once on vhs randomly whatever it was 15 years ago 20 years ago but shallow hal shallow hal must not hold up oh even the trailer is uncomfortable that was uh one of my old roommates not you obviously one of my <laughs> roommates uh favorite movies though and like That's, oh geez. she would regularly put it on on dvd and i'm like i don't i don't yeah i can't imagine it's weird to think like there's a lot of people talk about oh you couldn't make blank today but like that one i think is probably accurate yeah and like maybe also you know you shouldn't make blank no. today no absolutely not and isn't there something about mary all kind of a lot of stalkers and a lot of... Again, I haven't seen it in a long time, but there's that certain comedy... But you're right, The Hangover, which is somewhat recent, mm -hmm. was maybe the last comedy franchise? Yeah, definitely. Because, yeah. you know, there was like, like Old School had a little bit, but that was just a one-off and like... Yeah, and there's people like... There's your Will Ferrells and your Adam Sandlers who kind of are in their wheelhouses. So there's still comedy out there that is drawing eyeballs. But I remember a while ago, I think... I might be making this up, but I think it was like... There was a blip where Key and Peele were going to do Police Academy. Oh, wow. Oh, man. And it was right when Key and Peele was still a TV show. Mm -hmm. And then, not that cops have ever been perfect, but then <laughs> all the cop stuff started happening. And I think Key or Peele, one of them just said, 
Yeah, it's hard to make a police comedy now. <laughs> yeah, and it's still like that's something I would love to see any day of the week. I really hope that maybe they still. Consider yeah, that's kind of the that. only adaptation of Police Academy that I would kind of be here for. Yeah, and I mean, obviously they're not going to be doing that, but but it's interesting though because like Peel could do whatever he wants at this yeah, point. So yeah. you're just basically like if he was like, "Hey Hulu, give me." 20 million or whatever 30 million i don't even know what it would cost to make a police academy i'm very curious if jordan will come back to comedy at all Mm -hmm. because he's just i have not seen nope because i'm holding out because we'll have it probably sooner than later yeah but he's had three movies in a row that were financially successful Mm -hmm. which is what the powers that be care about critically successful Mm -hmm. and audiences liked it that doesn't happen. Yeah. So he's, yeah. and you know, Nope didn't make a billion dollars, but it totally made enough money to be okay and everybody's happy with it. But I'm curious sooner or later, he might just get the itch and be like, yeah, Keegan, let's go make a Key and Peel Monty Python style movie or something. Yeah. I've been watching that. I actually hadn't seen, I'd seen episodes here and there, like more so clips, but I actually hadn't watched the show before. Yeah. And uh, so I've been watching it chipping away at the, I've, I got a few left in the first season. Even Emily's liking it. Like it's one of those, because, I don't know, those shows, you throw, like, I also started watching Mr. Show, and it starts off kind of rough, and you're like, right, okay, yeah. I know obviously this gets well, like, better. Any sketch show, too, like, there's going to be hits, and there's going to be misses, too, but, like, yeah, Keen Peel, like, I feel like it's largely hit. Yeah, from the drop, like, yeah. it was good, and even, I, I threw it on just, you know, because it's like, we'll watch TV, and then she hits a point where she's like, okay, I'm going to go to bed, but not instantly, so if you want to put on something you want to watch, that's okay. Not The Office, though. There's still certain ones uh-huh. where, like, cringe comedy <laughs> that she's like, okay, just wait till I'm gone. But I threw on Key and Peele just something to do. And she was like, oh, that's actually, I think we were kind of both surprised, you know? And it's very cinematic. If you cross-reference the sketches that Jordan directed, you can see him. There'll be a sketch that's kind of post-apocalyptic or a sketch that's like comedic horror or action. And you're like, oh, this was him kind of going to film school a bit and building up that reel where I think then he got to show studios and go, I can do this because it is out of left field this comedian is going to become the horror maestro of our time yeah Yeah. and still like i mean he could do anything at this point like i mean yeah nope was was very good but different to a point uh you know like i don't know it's just he's such a like it's hard to pin down at this point like i really if he was to announce that he was going to remake jaws or something like i wouldn't even be surprised and i'd kind of be on board for it too yeah yeah okay one of the few people where you'd be like okay well let's hear him out yeah, that's, that's the never-say-never never aspect I take to movies where some people get really mad about reboots or remakes or sequels. And I'm like, yeah, but John Carpenter's The Thing was a remake, and most people consider that a masterpiece. And mm-hmm. and the Coen brothers did True Grit, and everyone really liked that. And so there's always examples. Bands are allowed to cover songs, and plays are allowed to come back to Broadway. But for some people, when you remake a movie, they freak out. And it's like, well, all the other genres do it. All the other mediums do it. Yeah, well, even the, we're seeing that with sequels and stuff, like the new Hellraiser coming out October 7th, you know, like the Hulu oh, yeah. stuff and even like the, the new Predator. I think people are kind of used to direct-to-video being a bad thing and they assume everything's a remake or just is not going to be as good as something. And then Prey ends up being great. And I'm actually hearing that the new Hellraiser is supposed to be quite good as well. But you're already up against the wall of everyone like, oh, no Doug Bradley. You're like, you know, no Robert Englund as Freddy, you know, stuff like that. You're just like literally ruining my childhood. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, uh, these guys are like 70. Like eventually <laughs> yeah. you're going to, you know, the, the brand is going to outlast the actors. So it's like, I don't know. I just, I'm really hoping they stick the landing. Like it's the directory of the night house. I don't know if you saw the night house. That was really good. And, you know, so like, fingers crossed. I contacted, I emailed Roku. Mm. I didn't even know what Roku is. I'm such an old man. I'm like, what's a Roku? I said, you know, please point me in the right direction or thank you for your help. But basically I was emailing to be like, 
we at the Mayfair will screen movies that are on quote unquote TV, Netflix mm-hmm. movies, Amazon films. We would love to screen the Weird Al movie. Is that an option at all? It'd be very easy. Mm-hmm. You know, you can send us a DCP or we can download yeah. it. It'd be like Roku Presents even, you know, yeah. if you have to, whatever. And basically I got back a sentence saying the Al Yankovic story is exclusively for Roku and will not be theatrical. Yeah, which we so already sad. knew. Like, yeah, that's not yeah. really helping, but okay. The folks at Big Roku really uh, put yeah. their foot down, eh? Yeah, yeah. and because like, nowadays, it's not like, oh, they had to print up a 35 millimeter film or whatever. Mm. It really is. We can download it or they send us a hard drive, essentially. Yeah. So I tried, but sadly, <laughs> no big screen, Weird Al. Oof. I thought they would do it just because it's a little bit of publicity, you know? Yeah. When I, I mean, and, you know, worst case, if someone accidentally watched it before hours or after hours, I mean, <laughs> yeah. who's to say? But that's the thing that, that kind of sucks about these things coming out on, like, Hulu or whatever and being really good. is yeah. like you want to share them with people and you can't, more or less. And <laughs> people don't understand, which I don't expect them to, but I've had it for Prey. I've had it for Weird Al, for mm-hmm. all these movies. Are you guys going to screen that? Can you screen that? And they're like, we can't. It's not even an option. Like a lot of people think we could just screen it. Like, yeah. like tune in the Roku app and play it. And we're like, no, we can't do and that. And then apologize <laughs> like, after. Just something. don't tell anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Like your only option basically is to rent the theater for a couple of your friends and watch it on your own without telling anyone ever. And like, figure out how to <laughs> get Roku, which I yeah. still don't know what that is. Even then. Yeah. I don't even know. Is, do you bring your own Roku and plug it into the projector? I don't even know. I think you have to. I think you have to buy <laughs> a Roku. Like, I think it's like a fire stick, right? Yeah. Like, it's the same thing. And then that allows you this Roku channel, and then you can also watch Disney Plus and whatever on it. But it's just weird that they're making this movie starring Daniel Radcliffe about Weird Al, who's a pretty popular guy. And I guess it makes sense. They want people to tune in. It makes sense. But I'm like, God, it'd be such a fun big screen movie. Oh, man. Yeah. And and I mean, just we already knew it'd be good, but the trailer just, come on. Like, it looks so good. And that, you know, that the last Weird Al movie was, God, what was it, 25 years ago? Man, yeah, like I can't even think of. I mean, I just always think of UHF no matter what. Yeah. So it's like, we were talking <laughs> about the series a couple of days ago too. Yeah, which I remember. I mean, I was like eight, but it had some laughs. Oh yeah, the kind as of, an eight year old, the Pee Wee's Playhouse esque yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen that. My God. Okay, so sadly, no Weird Al, no Prey, no Hellraiser, <laughs> no like not my Christmas movie. You know, none of that stuff. <laughs> none of that, which will be on Disney Plus, but that doesn't help us. That's the thing. All these Christmas movies that shoot here. They don't care about the cast and crew, I would imagine. <laughs> Rent out the place for a night and have a cast and crew screening and even charge tickets. And all the mums and dads and husbands and wives would buy a ticket. You would at least make your money back for the night. Yeah, I'll definitely uh, be begging you to play that. And then we'll just pause the part that I'm in and, you know, get yeah. a picture of me next to the Maybe screen. Maybe like a mid-movie know. interview. Like, oh, yeah. so what's your uh, motivation here? <laughs> With just me and Josh. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't think he's interested in that. Uh, okay, so let us chat about the films we are actually screening. Yeah. The week of Friday, September 2nd. So we have four movies this week. I like that. I like a nice thin week. Yeah, that's good. Where the Crawdads Sing is an anticipated film. I don't know much about it. I believe it's based on a very popular novel. Yeah, because I've seen things about it, and I saw yeah. the trailer at Thor, I think, I know or Taylor Swift has a song, and I don't know why mm. I know that, but I know that. You it's know in why the trailer. You know They're like, yeah. Taylor Swift's had a song in it. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I think it's like one of those kind of notebooky type movies. Like, not like the notebook, but you know, one of those things where I'm like, oh, this is kind of why I don't know anything about this. Like, it's not targeted at me at all. The trailer is really weird because it has producer Reese Witherspoon Mm. introducing it like a trailer from the 40s, (laughs) where she's like, hi, I'm Reese Witherspoon. And it's like, it felt like 
DVD bonus footage. It was a very weird trailer. Smoke menthol cigarettes. You're like, oh, this is getting weird. <laughs> yeah. And in that, they were like, Taylor Swift did this song. That's weird. I, but, I mean, people seem to have been enjoying it. I know that. And I bet you, too, Taylor Swift doing a song like that is often it's a grab at getting an Oscar nomination. Because mm, yeah. sometimes the pop songs get in there. I and did not think of that. Yeah. So it's good for Taylor, but it's good for... Then they get to say, we're an Oscar-nominated movie. And it's maybe good for us. Like, she just announced her new album and her album cover yesterday. So maybe that'll get some buzz going for us showing it. I wonder how many... People would come to it purely as Taylor Swift fans. <laughs> like cats. Like cats. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. she was in that, you know. And so, I mean, our friend that we went with that is like a huge Swift fan. So, like, that's not why he went, but that definitely helped. Like Prince in Batman. Yeah, basically. Yeah. It's the same. She's the prince of our generation <laughs> in that respect. Then our other grown-up movie this week is one that we've had on and off for a while. Got screwed up thanks to COVID and everything. But we're screening the British comedy the Duke, which oh. is a kind of a senior citizen crime true story. Heavy hitter cast, though. Yeah, and it's one of those movies that, as we have said before, we have the reputation of a grindhouse cinema, but really we are a grown-up senior citizen cinema that happens to play The Room every once in a while. Yeah. And yeah, this is Jim Broadbent and Helen Mirren. It's one of those films where sometimes we have a movie and it's hard to find reviews for it to use on the website. This one is like five stars from the Times, five stars from the Express, five stars from the Arts Desk. Just lots of rave reviews. Yeah. And it just looks like a good old-fashioned feel-good. I don't think it's going to... Spoiler, I haven't seen it, but it's probably not going to end with Jim Broadbent going to prison and anything like that. No, no, no. <laughs> Like a hailstorm of bullets. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. There's still yeah. there's time, you know. Not even the old man with the gun ended like that. I mean, right? Helen Mirren's been in some pretty, like action movies too you yeah know? it's true not this one but no you know, but, but, but other things i like that helen mirren is a professional and will sometimes work for the paycheck and she shows up in fast and furious she probably got paid more for two days of work than she does for three independent british movies yeah that's how we get stuff like the duke yeah. no it's perfect it's true yeah yeah so then we have emily the criminal which oh. is one that i was trying to track down for a while that i'm glad that lee got a hold of it is with Aubrey Plaza. Ooh, it's yeah. another crime movie. It's a credit card crime movie. I don't know if it's a crime doesn't pay kind of thing. Or crime does pay. Maybe crime does pay. It's possible. We're not sure. But Aubrey Plaza is great. Yeah. She's had such a great, weird little indie career. Probably the biggest movie she did, which wasn't quite a big movie, was Child's Play. Yeah, great, <laughs> yeah. great movie. It's always fun seeing her like not in comedy, too, because she, yeah. like, she's pretty good in drama. I mean, I assume she'll be good in action as well. Yeah, and this is... She's Goldblum-esque, where she's kind of always Aubrey Plaza, yeah. and she could play different roles, but she always has that... I can't imagine her pulling off some meek, mousy person. Yeah, no, she's never going to like disappear into the role, but... Yeah, and I believe this goes like full-blown guns a crime at points, but it's supposed oh. to be really good. Oh. Looking forward to that. Yeah, that sounds uh, fun. And my wife's name is Emily, so I felt like, you know, she oh, was like, yeah. oh, they made a movie a criminal, about so. me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she stole my heart. Yeah. Uh, oh, boo. <laughs> oh, God. I am the new host now. <laughs> this is good. This is fun. Eric fired on air. <laughs> oh, we got some calls coming in. Oh, oh boy. Oh, People oh. are disappointed. But yeah, Emily liked that line. So, I mean, I got it. It'll be good. I don't have to sleep on the couch tonight. So, you got to play her this and be like, see, I'm romantic. Oh, jeez. <laughs> then finally, our fourth film this week. I love this. I'm looking forward to seeing this movie. The trailer is bonkers. It's the Ottawa premiere of a South Korean movie. Talk about. You can only see it at the Mayfair. Alienoid. 
<laughs> I feel like I mean, if you re- reverse, you practice saying that like 10 times, yeah. it would still sound weird. Alienoid. Yeah, rehearsed, not reversed. I don't know. I got a lot going on. And it just looks like an epic. There's period martial arts in it. There's present day stuff. I think there's big Power Ranger monsters fighting each other. And it's like two hours and 12 minutes or something like that. Yeah, you know? So it's, it's like, not, it earns its running time with all the insanity. It's, it, yeah, so you're invested in the big monsters fighting each other too, mm-hmm. which is which is great. And the trailer just looks like sword play and car crashes and big things hitting each other. And you read the description, you're like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm in. <laughs> I didn't actually think, because you were telling me, you were like, oh, I'm going to see if Lee can get this movie. And I kind of laughed it off. I mean, you didn't know that because I was behind a screen, but I was like, yeah, I'm not getting this movie. Fool. Like, yeah, this two hour plus weirdo movie. Like, we're not playing that. And then we booked it like the next week. And I was yeah. like, well, that shut me up. <laughs> yeah. Be careful what you wish for. I love that we get to screen movies like this. Like, where the crawdad sing, the Duke, Emily the Criminal. All really cool to see on the big screen. Alienoid. <laughs> Can't if get enough of that. If the Mayfair did not exist, <laughs> you're not seeing this at the multiplexes. No. It's from South Korea. It's brand new. This is the kind of movie that you'd have a hard time finding at a video store back in the day. That's not even a Bytown type movie, I don't think. No, like, not I at feel all. like that's... It's that's very niche, yeah. Over the line for most people. Yeah. You'd have to pay... 80 bucks to get a DVD of this shipped in from Korea and hope it has subtitles on it. And, and the subtitles might not even help you. Like, with no, this, no. it sounds like there's so much going on in the movie. It's like an insano type thing, you know? Yeah, but uh, I always appreciate seeing stuff like this on the big screen because opposite end of the scale, we went to watch Summertime recently oh, here, yeah. which is from 1955. And it's a Catherine Hepburn Venice romance. So there's something about that. And it sounds very sentimental of me, which I am. But it's just magic. You're watching this movie that a bunch of people made 70-ish years ago, and you're watching it in this mint condition, perfect sound, 4K restored, and you're seeing Katherine Hepburn in this great role, and it's one of the first movies that Hollywood shot outside of Hollywood. Movies of the time, like Cleopatra, they didn't go to Egypt, they just built a bunch of studio lot well, you just ripped the lid off of that one. Yeah, <laughs> didn't go take, to Egypt. Take that, Cleopatra. God. So there's a magic to watching an old movie like that. There's also a magic to watching Alienoid <laughs> because it's this weird South Korean sci-fi epic that you can't just tune on. Imagine pre-streaming. You couldn't walk into Rogers and be like, hi, I'd like a copy of Alienoid, please. No, they'd, be give, they'd yeah. give you like Alien Mine or, or Alienation Alien or, or something. Alien or Enemy or... Mine, whatever. I'm, I'm, why Cocoon. do I keep getting back to Enemy yeah. Mine like every couple weeks? But <laughs> yeah. anyway, the point is Alienoid is fun to say and <laughs> yeah. fun to watch at the Mayfair Theater. And then, as I said, we've been racking up. I'm not up to date on updating all this on the website yet, but... We booked a Charlie Chaplin film fest coming up. Mm. And talk about magic. That stuff's yeah. great to see on the big screen. Goodfellas is coming up. You just slipped that one in there like like it's nothing like Goodfellas. Yeah, and I guess wow. technically it's a much belated Ray Liotta tribute. We kind of booked our first Halloween month movie oh. with Dark Glasses. Oh, right. Yeah, oh. Argento. New Argento film. Yeah, I didn't think that we would get that. Not deliberately, but I just kind of forgot about it, I guess. And talk about Roku being jerks to us and not letting us screen weird out. <laughs> this is a Shudder movie. Oh, so man. this is an example of the people at Shudder are movie fans. Mm-hmm. And I think they realize it's good publicity. We're going to have this on our website for a bit. Maybe once we screen it for a week, some of our fans miss it, but then go, oh, that was a Shudder film. And then watch it on TV. So... 
I, I think that there's a symbiosis we could live with yeah. of big and small screen and not be killing each other. I like that you've turned on Roku instantly. Yeah. You're like, it's a heel turn that we all expected when they said no with one yeah, line. Definitely not giving you that movie now, though. Yeah. yeah. Dear Roku, you ruined my childhood. <laughs> it's a shame. That Friendship shut- ended with Roku. We got Shudder and Netflix that love us, and Hulu is probably not aware of us, but still, those yeah. other ones, you know? Sure, Roku, I wasn't subscribed to you and don't know what you are. <laughs> yes. Not even sure if you're available in Canada. But you've lost a customer. Yeah. I mean, you'll still watch the movie. But apart from that, yeah. if you can figure out how. I will watch the movie, but I will not enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's about right. I will enjoy it. But. <laughs> yeah. But he won't. Well, I don't know. I'm still, I'm, I'm delighted to see. I could watch a documentary on you trying to figure out how to watch a Roku movie. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. that would be pretty good. Unboxing video. Just, what is this? Yes. <laughs> I wonder, will Weird come out on Blu-ray? You'd hope. Is Prey going to come out on Blu-ray? I, I was just going to say you'd hope again. That's just my answer to everything yeah. at this point. But like, I mean, it, it would be dumb to not release it on Blu-ray. I'd have to say, like, for that franchise, I mean, that's like, even bad ones. The fans of Alien and Predator tend to collect them. Well, and visually, too. Like, there's got to be such a market for that. Like, yeah. Yeah. And having that, the Comanche version as well, I, I, like, I think, I don't know. Why would you not? But who knows? I mean, it's got to be a Criterion release at some point, right? Yeah, it's so strange now because I think mainstream stuff's still getting put out on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. But then I don't think there's a Mandalorian box set. I think they're just like, nope, you got to subscribe. You got to get it that way. Yeah, it's so weird. I mean, at some point, they'll put out a crazy Star Wars box set that has all of the everything. 800 hours. Yeah, for no reason. But And then Lee will be like, I still need it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's like the only people making Blu-rays a lot are the little guys who we get stuff from. Like Mm -hmm. your Shout Factories and Agfa and Vinegar Syndrome. And that's their business model is we screen it for a few days and then the nerds buy it on Blu-ray and that's mm. how they make their profits. But yeah, I'm very curious a couple of years from now, it's almost like albums. I don't think it's going to totally go away. I could see a point where they're not available in Walmart anymore or stuff like that. Yeah, it's dwindling by the day. So I don't know. Fingers crossed. It's not, it will still get a good 10 years out of this. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that was our films for the week of September 2nd, where the crawdads sing the Duke. Emily the Criminal, and all together now, Alienoid. Alienoid. (laughs) All together now, Eric. Avoid the Alienoid. (laughs) It's about the Noid from the pizza commercials. That's what I had assumed. Oh, and also, this is going to drop on Emily's birthday on Thursday. Oh, happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday, Emily. It's happening. can we say what you got her yet, or should we not say it because... I don't know. There's too many things. I got her a bunch of things. Oh, she doesn't even listen, so it wouldn't even matter. But, you know, I got her a bunch. I got eight to ten gifts of varying size so excellent well and the whole reason this kind of happened is because i was supposed to like drop a package off yeah. that you'd order to my place right but it didn't show up so i'm here anyway it's like you kidnapped the ups driver <laughs> yeah and he still was like well i guess i won't come and i was like but you said you were going to well, i just didn't want to inconvenience anyone no no but this was but... fun i had already foisted you upon josh so this worked out that's well. how you get to be a guest in the show is eric tricks you to doing chores and you tag along. I had him get me a coffee still, so that was pretty Yeah, good. so really, like, you're very much in my debt at this point. Yeah, it's yeah. working well. Um, I do appreciate it, though. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, no, yeah. thanks for dropping by and breaking my heart that D&D is not cool. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a shame. No, the other it's D&D cool. is cool. The way you do it is cool. That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. I'm wearing my wizard hat, you know. Yeah. It's fun. Thanks for listening, everybody. You can find us at mayfairtheater.ca and all the social medias. And we'll see you back in the Mayfair soon for some awesome stuff on the big screen. Bye. Bye. Now we have to kick out Nick before we have fun post-movie. Don't tell anyone. You don't know what it's like. (laughs) 
Alcatraz, The Rock. This cell block house, the most awesome skunk in America. No other prison in history was more carefully constructed to make escape impossible. Well, what's the matter, fellas? Something wrong with the tour? The tour's over, Bob. But now, the only way to stop the unimaginable. I come straight to the point. 81 civilians are under my control as of this moment. A battery of VX gas rockets is presently deployed to deliver a highly lethal strike on the population of the San Francisco Bay Area. Is to get the one man who broke out of the rock. Oh, I have a unique knowledge of this prison facility. I was uh, formerly a guest here. To lead a chemical weapons specialist and a team of Navy SEALs to break back in. I love pressure. From Don Simpson and Jerry Bruckheimer, the producers of Top Gun and Crimson Tide, and Michael Bay, the director of Bad Boys, Sean Connery, Nicolas Cage, Ed Harris. This summer, get ready to rock.